0: Ready. <coughs> Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network.
1: All right, here we go. Here we go. We gotta have a drive. Twenty-three left.
2: Twenty-three left. One, two,
3: This is the Buffalo Bills post-game show. Here's Nate Geary. All right, everybody. Good evening. Welcome into the Buffalo Bills post-game show. Nate Geary here, live from our Amherst studios. The Bills. They get another win on the board. They move to six and one on the season, and they handle the Green Bay Packers twenty-seven to seventeen. Overall, you know, a little bit of a sloppy second half from this Bills offense. Uh, I thought it was a really strong first half. They, uh, you know, they go three and out on the opening drive, and then score four straight possessions offensively. Came out of the second half and, you know, they only get three points in that second half. It felt like after that first half, the Bills could have scored, uh, you know, 40 or 50 points against that Green Bay defense. But credit to Green Bay. They came out of the locker room a little bit more focused, played a more physical brand of football. And for those that were watching the game at home, you know, you saw uh, Matt LaFleur the Green Bay Packers head coach speak with the reporter from NBC coming out of the half talking about wanting to play more physical in the second half, wanting to put up a better fight, and I thought that they did that in the second half. so uh you know, credit to them, credit to Green Bay for you know slowing things down offensively for the bills, but a lot to take from this game, um, you know, I think first and foremost the defense. A little shaky against the run. Maybe the first time this season they've looked shaky against the run, the number one run defense in football. At times, especially on that first offensive possession for Green Bay coming out of the second half, really got gashed. And just some large running lanes, and uh, they moved right down the field. Luckily, the Bills were able to hold that drive up. And Green Bay settled for a field goal. Um, We're going to get to some phone calls. We've got Sean McDermott who's coming up here. We're going to get to the locker room. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, Before we take a quick timeout, before we hear from head coach Sean McDermott, let's uh, get a quick check of the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks Equipment Rental, Building America from the Ground Up. Visit skyworksllc.com. And uh, for this game, Josh Allen finishes 13-25. Just 218 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, both of which came in that second half. He was also sacked twice in this game for a total of two yards and a 75.1% quarterback rating. Devin Singletary, he finishes with the lion's share of the carries today, 14 for 67 and a 4.8 yard per carry average. As a team, the Bills rushed 27 times for 153 yards, well over a 5 yard per carry average Isaiah McKenzie added that touchdown on the ground early in that first half. James Cook got his most extended look today at the Bills' backfield. He finished with 5 carries for 35 yards, but it was the 41 yard catch that he had late in that second half that I thought really stood out to me for James Cook. Stephon Diggs finishes for 6 Six catches, 108 yards and a score on eight targets. Gabriel Davis adds two for 35 on seven targets, so a bit of an inefficient game for Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox finishes two catches for 10 yards. He had the first touchdown of the game. On the other side, Rodgers, a bit of a shaky start. I mean, he only had 74 yards going into that fourth quarter. 19-30, 203 yards, two touchdowns, an interception and a 91.4 quarterback rating. It was the run game, though, for Green Bay that I mentioned, especially to start that second half. 31 carries as a team, 200 Eight yards and a 6.7 yards per carry average. Definitely not a great number, a great stat for that Bills rush defense. It was led by Aaron Jones. He carried the ball 20 times, 143 yards, 7.2 yards per carry average. A nice day for Aaron Jones. And A.J. Dillon finally started getting going as well. 10 carries for 54 yards in that game. Romeo Dobbs really was kind of the the bell cow, at least in terms of pass catchers. He finished this game 4 for 62 and a score and just a couple of quick notes on some team stats from this game. It was kind of a weird game. Overall, Green Bay finished with a uh, with more time of possession in this game, 33-48 to 26-12. Uh eight penalties for Green Bay, eight for 58, four for 35 for the Bills, rushing 208 compared to the Bills 153. Green Bay was 6 of 12 on third down. The Bills didn't face a whole bunch of third downs in this game. They went 2 for 7 though, not a total not a really great number. Total plays, Green Bay finishes the game with 63 63- Compared to the Bills, fifty. I'm sorry, uh, to the to the Bills, fifty four. We're gonna take a timeout on the other side. We're gonna hear from Bills head coach Sean McDermott. We'll get you uh, to your phone calls as well. So if you want to give us a call, 803 eight 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 five fifty two five fifty, want to get your thoughts on the second half performance, what went wrong, what you'd like to see, you know, kind of better as they um, they face a uh, division opponent next week against the New York J- uh, the New York Jets, coming off of a loss to the New England Patriots. More on that and this game as well here on the Buffalo Bills post game show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, welcome back here, the Buffalo Bills post game show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Nate Erie here. The Bills they finish off the Green Bay Packers, who by the way fall to three and five on the season. The Bills move to six and one on top. Of the AFC. Once again, they beat Green Bay 27 to 17. And uh, we're going to hear from head coach Sean McDermott here in just a few moments. But it's now time to get the serve pro of Central Buffalo's first response from the fans. Surf pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy response first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com. Let's grab Mark in Buffalo. Mark, you are on the post game show. Welcome, Mark.
4: Hey, Nate, uh big fan over here. Mark Goodwin over here from Buffalo. I uh, just wanted to ask you, you know, I'm coming back from the game. Josh Allen, so electric. Is he the best Madden
3: player since 2004? Michael Vick. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Yes. Cousin Mark. He can say he loves me because he's my cousin. So, um, but yes, uh, to, to answer your question, I feel like, first of all, it's a, it's a, it's a good question because Michael Vick is the greatest Madden player to have ever played. Um, He's probably pretty close. I feel like Madden probably has not given Josh Allen the love and the ratings he's quite deserved. I got the feeling he's got a Madden cover in his future, maybe next year, probably, right? I mean, so if he's got the Madden cover next year, he's going to be in the 99 club pretty soon. I mean, the fact that he's not now is a little stunning to me. So, yeah, I, I, I would say since Michael Vick, that's probably right. Um 550 550 are your numbers to call. Again, we're still waiting on Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, so we'll grab a couple more phone calls while we wait. And let's go to Rich. Rich, you're on the postgame show. Welcome, Rich.
1: Fun game to watch. I mean, it just felt like we let Green Bay hang around. Um, kind of perplexed on... Uh, on our defense, truthfully, I mean, Green Bay has no receivers. I felt like they should not have played as close as they did. Um, we should have totally shut them down. Love
5: our offense, love our defense, love our team.
1: Just don't understand how how we just totally right from get. Just, just lock them down and go for the kill.
3: Yeah, thanks for the call, Rich. Um, I don't know, I mean, defensively tonight, I, I think there's probably a couple of things that they're going to need to clean up. And I and I think really all of them exist on the defensive line. And we just have not yet this season, at least through, you know, seven games, through six games going into tonight, we, we hadn't really seen that defensive line get overly aggressive and lose – some of their gap integrity and and giving up uh, bounce back and run lanes on the backside, and we saw that I think for the first time. And again, most notably on that first drive of the second half from Green Bay, where they just really torched the Bills um, on the ground. But listen, I mean, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers finishes with you know 203 yards on on 19 completions. Um, and, you know, did they get going in the running game? Sure. They had 200 yards on the ground. That was the most the Bills have given up all season. And the yards per rush number wasn't great at 6.7 6. yards in attempt. But I think overall, the Bills still held this team to 17 points. They got the turnover. Rodgers does not throw interceptions, so they got the turnover there. Was it the cleanest and best performance? No, probably not. But that, I think one of the things you got to recognize too in this game is that is a desperate. Desperate football team. I mean, at three and four, um, kind of watching their season fizzle away. Coming out in that second half, they were motivated um, to make it a football game. And, and listen, you can say that the Green Bay Packers are a bad football team. I'm not sure I'm willing to go to bad football team. I I don't think they're particularly good, but they still have a walk off the bus first ballot Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers, who played much much better tonight than he has in the, over the last couple of weeks. And you know, you saw that deep throw down uh, in the end zone in the second half. Um, I'm not going to even lie to you, I don't know the name of the receiver that made that catch, which probably tells you everything you need to know about the receivers um, catching passes right now from Aaron Rodgers. But having said that, you know, 17 points. I know they gave up 300, almost 400 yards in this game. It's, they, they gave up 17 points and they won. I, I'm not going to maybe overreact to their first difficult performance especially against I what I think is can be when they are you know firing in all cylinders the packers can be one of the best run teams in the NFL I mean Aaron Jones is a stud then you go from Aaron Jones their RB2 AJ Dillon who has not really gotten off yet this year I had his best performance of the season as well tonight that that's a hard duo in the backfield to slow down in green bay and for the most part they've been down all season they really I thought they stayed very committed to the run, and and frankly, guys, and, and Rich, I think this is something to consider as well, is they really gave and showed Aaron Rodgers a lot of respect tonight. They stayed in two high-safety looks, even though they were gashing them on the ground. What they didn't want to do is let Aaron Rodgers take the game, and, and listen, all of us were talking about it on Twitter. It kind of felt like the Packers were running out the clock on themselves, um, and they came back. Closing that second half. But if they hadn't run out the entire third quarter by grinding it out on the ground, if they could just do anything through the air, they might have had a better chance to, to close out that game to make it a better game. But, yeah, overall, not the best performance from this defense. But I, I'm not here telling you I'm worried about them or, or thinking that they're not going to bounce back, especially next week against a banged-up Jets offensive line. I mean, they're down Elijah Vera-Tucker and Makai Becton. And so I, I I am not quite worried yet they the first game that they've given up you know, more than 200 yards. Heck, this might be one of the first games they've given up more than 150 yards on the ground. So overall, this is still a very stout defense in the middle. It was not Daquan Jones' best game, but he is really the thing that flows in this run defense and why their run defense has been so good this year is the acquisition of Daquan Jones. So until they, this becomes a, a thing where you know multiple weeks they're, they're starting to get dominated the line of scrimmage, I'm not gonna to look too much into this other than that. it was a good game by that uh running backfield in Green Bay. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the uh post game show. Welcome, Mike.
6: Hello, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. Uh two things. Uh the first thing, um, I wanted to talk about James Cook. Uh I think uh him and Devin Singletary could be a great one two punch. I I thought uh James Cook had a great game tonight. Um I'd like to see him get more sprinkled into the offense, and I think that will happen. Um, And the other thing is uh, the first touchdown that Diggs had, uh, that he was already down in the end zone, and the guy just threw him again. That should have been a flag right there. Uh, But... I'll I'll let you uh, talk about everything I said, and uh, thank you for having me on.
3: Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. Yeah, listen, I this is the first time this season that James Cook has piqued my interest, and likely the interest of this coaching staff, enough to give him more carries. He earned it tonight. He, to me, I said this in pregame to, to my co-host Jeremy White in the, uh, this afternoon, I almost said this morning, but this, this afternoon on pregame, is this would likely be the show-us-that-you-can-do-it game, Otherwise, we're going to make a trade for someone who can. And I thought that James Cook did just enough tonight to maybe have this team, have Brandon Bean punt on making a trade for a, for a running back. Now, will they make a trade? It's very possible this team still makes a trade, and maybe they go out and they they add a safety or they, they add an offensive lineman. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. We're actually going to cut to the locker room now because we have Matt Milano who is now there. So it's brought to by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. Surprised
7: at how they kept running the ball, even though you guys were up by three scores at that point. They just, and they were having success, but they were, you know, down by 17 at that point, and they kept getting yardage in the run
4: game. Yeah, a little bit. I was expecting them to throw the ball a little earlier, um, but I think they were trying to manage the game, keep the ball out of our offense's hand a little bit, so they stuck with the run. It was working for them, but they were down 17 at that point, so it didn't work out.
5: How much of a relief was it to finally get that interception? That? How much of a
4: relief was it to finally get the interception when you have been so
5: close a few times earlier? It was, it was a great
4: relief. <laughs> what did Tim Settle do on that play to help you? Um, I believe. I didn't see what happened. I just saw the ball up in there and caught it. It was a stretch last year mid season when you guys were getting run
8: on and it was an issue. Uh, are you concerned tonight that it could
4: become an issue again? Nah, to we on. gotta go uh, check the tape, see what was happening, see who was out of their gap. Know I made a couple mistakes, uh, a few of those runs that I gotta be better on, but we'll get it, we'll get it corrected.
8: This team has the highest standard defensively, number one in the league, two years. So anything like that bugs you, doesn't it? I mean,
4: yeah, we'll get it, we'll get it corrected.
9: What did they do to kind of block up? couple of those plays where they hit you guys on some deep ones? Because it looked like they were they moved the pocket on the one that I saw they rolled Rogers yeah. over the pocket. But what were some of the things they were doing to kind of keep your guys rush at bay a little bit? Yeah,
4: they were moving the pocket a little bit you saw on that deep one they scored on at the end of the fourth quarter there. Kind of got out, um, bought some extra time and made a good throw hard on the defensive backs, but we got to do a better job of containing that as a front seven. What
9: about losing uh, Hoyer? The
4: last quarter. How, how did uh, I think Quan came in and did a good job at, I don't know, to be honest with you, I didn't even know he was out of the game.
3: All right, that is Bills linebacker Matt Milano that was following tonight's 27-17 to 17 victory over the Green Bay Packers, and uh, we might as well get to the electric play of the game, and it's brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town's BMWs line of EVs.
2: On the snap to Josh, pressured, runs to his left, pointing traffic out, going to keep it in run with it inside the 15, inside the 10, inside the five, gets banged down hard before he hits the end zone. He is knocked down. He is right back up, and they'll call it a Buffalo first down. He ran all the way down to the one-yard line, a 20-yard scramble around the left side.
3: So that play that electric play of the game once again brought to you by town BMW for an electrifying performance check out town bmw 's lineup of e v s and it was Josh Allen on that second drive of the game, the first scoring drive for the bills on a third and fourteen does i mean does does what he does, breaks the pocket, breaks contain, makes one move, puts the foot in the ground, gets a first down, two plays later, the bills would end on the first touchdown of the game, go up seven, nothing, and they uh, they simply did not look back after that. So uh, there's your play of the game. We'll get to you. Um, We've got a whole bunch more to get to over the next, uh, you know, hour and a half, two hours here or so here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Uh, we'll also continue to go to locker and we'll get you player sound throughout the evening. We will bring you Stefan Diggs, <clears throat> but we have to edit it because he said a bad word, which, you know, is not unlike... Stephon Diggs, he's a very fiery competitor. He had, let's just say, he had some words for Jair, Jair Alexander, the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, cornerback, who's a very, very good player. I mean, one of the best top ten corners in all of football. And although that the Bills, for the most part, did what they wanted to do offensively in this game, I mean, it started from the very beginning. You saw Stephon Diggs in the tunnel coming out. Um, right before the game started, jawing with Jair Alexander, you saw Rasul Douglas kind of take a late tackle on Stephon Diggs in the end zone after his touchdown. Um, so yeah, I I think it's, it's it's good, it's good rivalry. I I was surprised. I mean, these two are, these are two teams. You know what? I was gonna say there's two teams that don't really play each other. Stephon Diggs probably has a pretty extensive history with uh, the Green Bay Packers, who I think he has now scored in six consecutive games against the Green Bay Packers. So, you know what? Now that I, I talk it out loud... That kind of makes a little bit of sense. But I also saw, I mean, Gabriel Davis got the personal foul 15-yard penalty on Alexander late in that fourth quarter, given him a little extra bump after the whistle. Um, so there was certainly some bad blood between these receivers and these defensive backs um, of the Green Bay Packers. Um we going to maybe get a legal idea here? Uh, let, let's, let's pause 10 seconds so that the stations across our network can identify themselves uh, before we get to Coach Sean McDermott. So pause 10 seconds for station ID. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550
0: WTR Buffalo, WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls, Buffalo, 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: Okay, we're still waiting on head coach Sean McDermott. We're not going to go anywhere. In the meantime, we're going to take some more phone calls. we got a bunch of people waiting patiently on hold. Let's go to Brian. Brian, you are on the postgame show. Welcome, Brian.
5: Hey, guys. A uh, couple observations that maybe are under the radar. Uh, I, I really liked how the Bills coaching staff is – Coached um, angled uh, kickoff. It, you know, generally oh, yes. they've gotten pretty good at that, and it it forces the opponent to carry it out, and they don't ever get back to the twenty. If Matt if Matt Kavich makes that tackle there on that long one, they ended up getting a block in the back yep. or a hold anyway. But uh, that's a nice bit of coaching there. I saw. Um, I love Jordan Phillips, man. He hits like a wrecking ball. I mean, a couple times a game, he'll just explode through the line, or he'll he'll chase plays down. Got to get it to him. And uh, I just think uh, Allen kind of forced stuff a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, throwing across his body, throwing late. Uh, he, he said so in, uh, after the game. I, I kind of like 242 left. I wish the Bills would have went four wide there instead of running that tight formation bootleg. Um, I, I kind of wanted a shade of maybe 2020. I wanted to see four wide empty set and just let uh, Allen gun there and uh, get one more first down. Uh, other than that, love that James Cook got snaps. In the middle of the game, not, uh, not, not when
3: it's garbage time. Perfect. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brian. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, no doubt. I, I do want to make a note on the special teams thing. I saw a, a stat recently about how the Bills kickoff uh, coverage units, whether it's I – th- I think it was specifically kickoff. that They are, like, far and away the most productive and efficient kickoff coverage team in football. When they – allow people to return the kick they do better than every all 31 other teams at holding them to uh field position under the 20 yard line I mean they're as good as it gets in the NFL a quick note here uh you know we heard obviously during the Matt Milano uh, press conference um that you know Jordan Poyer went out of the game and Elena Getzenberg of ESPN she covers the bills is reporting that uh Jordan Poyer after the game said hopefully the MRI tomorrow is positive positive." He did say that he felt a pop and that it is different from the injury he sustained in camp. So, um hoping for the best there for Jordan Poyer. I got the feeling he'll play through whatever sort of injury he's got with his elbow, lock it up, throw a brace on there and uh and and play through whatever pain he's got to play through. The guy is an absolute warrior. I would expect nothing less from the team captain in the defensive backfield. But, you know, I, I think we, we've been talking a lot this week with about the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday afternoon, 4 PM Eastern. And I think a lot of the discussions have been centered around the running back position. And rightfully so. I, I don't want to say that tonight, just because James Cook had six touches and like 80 yards or whatever <clears throat> he ended up having in this game, that all of my concerns about the running back position are now answered. And now the Bills shouldn't trade for a running back. I, I may be not there quite yet. Um, I, I think I might be looking at another depth safety, a veteran. Um, you know, I, I Denver won today, or this morning, I should say, in London. And I'm thinking if Denver lost, there might have been a fire sale of sorts there. Um, you know, Bradley Chubb could have been gone. I, the guy I was looking at was Kareem Jackson, um, longtime pro. Maybe an opportunity <clears throat> to call the Chicago Bears for Eddie Jackson might be worth a conversation to have. Um, six-year pro. Six-year pro, and um, you know, I, I, I'm, that that would be a move I'm very interested in. Um, so, well, we'll grab another phone call, and yeah, uh, you know, we'll go to Shane, who's uh, been waiting patiently. Shane, you're on the post-game show. Welcome.
5: Hey, first and foremost, go Bills, Bills Mafia. Well done. It's a win. But the thing is, can we talk about Dawson Knox's adversity about losing a? A brother and you just overcome that and he's been phenomenal it's that's a big loss and that's a big win for him so far but uh, listen I feel bad for Raji's and Jonesy's it's a big loss for them and it's time that they're just done Green Bay is dead Bills are here go Bills man I mean prayers for Poyer too I mean I really hope it's nothing serious at this point That's all I got to say. Thanks, man.
3: Yeah, thanks for the call, Shane. Um, We're actually going to dip really quick back to the podium to hear from Von Miller, and it's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210.
10: The pass. I'm looking at the scoreboard, and I'm I'm seeing that we're up by 17 points, and, you know, it's two minutes left in the third quarter, and I'm, you know, thinking that, you know, they got to start passing the ball soon, but nope. They just kept running, and and they ran the ball well. And, uh, you know, it was was just a weird feeling because you want to go out there and you want to blow teams out and we're so used to blowing teams out, but you know, a win is, is a win and um, you know, I'm grateful for each and every win that we that we get. It was a great team win today, offense played well. Um, other than the run game today, I, you know, I feel like we played well. Um, just stack it up in the in the dub column and we just keep moving. It
8: seemed like they were just, they didn't want to
10: get blown out. It almost seemed that way. They didn't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I, was, I was taken back a little bit cause I'm like, hey, I got to pass the ball, don't y'all? Like, <laughs> You know, that's just me. You know, of course I want to get sacks and I want to rush the passer and I want to do all this stuff. So I I, I was like, okay, they got to start passing the ball and got to start passing the ball. But nope, they just they just kept on running. And I even asked him, I even asked Aaron Rodgers, like, on that fourth and one, I was like, hey, y'all not going to drop back and pass the ball? You know, I'm not going to tell you what he said because that's my guy. I don't want to, you know, get anything started. But, you know, I, I, I was just – you know, I was just it was it was a shocker for me personally.
7: Your quarterback walks in and says, "You know, I made mistakes. I got a bad taste in my mouth." He takes ownership no matter what he does for you. Not every guy around the league it seems always does that. How important is it with the team when a guy like Josh takes that ownership when he doesn't think he played to his standard?
10: You know, that's 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 Josh, man. You know, he's a he's a true competitor. Um, you know, he wants to be perfect each and every time that he goes out there, and he did, enough, he did enough to win for us today. You know, he made some great plays, ran the ball, played tough, um, found some open receivers and a stingy, you know, Packers secondary. You know, it, you know it's just the league. You know, you, you want to go out there and play, you know, great games, but at the end of the day it's all about dubs, and that's what we got today. Um, you know, I think, you know, by the last couple of games that we had, we're kind of spoiled. Like, you just want to, you know, just you know, put your foot on guys' necks and, and go for 40 points every game. But, you know, the reality of it is, you know, you just want to get the win. Um, you just you just want to get the win. and You want to be grateful with wins because um, it's not like this for every team in the National Football League. And we've got a great team. Um, you know, it was we had some uncharacter- we did some uncharacteristic things today, but we're still able to get the win. And we'll debrief tomorrow, and we'll figure it out, and you know we'll move on to a really good Jets team.
2: Mom, what does it say about this team the fact that, as you just mentioned, you guys have found ways to win? all different ways blowing out teams coming back you know this game what does that say that you guys have found a way to win in all different types of ways right, it
10: shows you the type of character that we got in the locker room it shows you the type of character that we got leadership from the front office to you know the coaches I mean, everything's not going to be pretty you know nobody was pointing fingers nobody was going crazy throwing helmets and breaking tablets or none of that stuff like we just you know took the medicine and just kept him moving you know we were able to get the win um, like I said, you just get so used to playing the games how we normally play it. But at the end of the day, you just want to get the win. And that's what we did. And we just got to debrief, um, look at the things that we did well this game, look at, the, look at the things that we didn't do so well and, you know, fix those and just keep on moving.
7: Vaughn, Steph said that this was the most
10: trash talk he's had in any game. I know you mentioned one thing you said to Rodgers. What was it like on your side of the Oh, uh, uh, Nope, I didn't get any trash talk on my side. Nope, bro. You, know, I, you know, I know a lot of these guys. Um, Nope, no, no trash talk. You know, we I talked about, you know, ask guys about their kids and you know, you know, ask them about the family and you know, ask them how they're doing. You know, that's just me. I, you know, I, I, you know, I've been knowing these guys. I, you know, I'm not on their team or anything like that. But Bakhtiari, I've been knowing him since he came into the league. You know, and you know, Aaron Jones and all of these guys. You just got a mutual respect for these guys. So, nope, no trash talk. You know, on my end, we talked about family, kids, holidays, what kids gonna dress up for Halloween and. You know, do all of that stuff. I don't think guys want to trash talk me anyway. You know, I'm already out there, you know, with my hair on fire. I don't think guys want to, you know, rev us up or get us to play at a level that we wouldn't normally play at. So, no, I don't really get any trash talk. I usually just talk, you know, how guys are doing, you know, where's the mindset at. Um, it's 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 funny because whenever I whenever we have those breaks in between plays and you get a, a moment to talk to guys, it doesn't even feel like I'm in a football game. Like, it just feels like I'm catching up with one of my buddies. You know, asking them about their kids, asking about the family. How's wifey doing? How's mom and dad? And you know, that's that's what make the league's great. When you when you have you know great relationships with great guys in this league. And then right after that, you turn it on and you go back to battling. So that's how it is for me.
6: Is that is that
10: some psychology that you're working on those guys? You to. know, I try. You know, I try to. You know, work all my ways. You know, you know those guys like to hold and stuff. So you know, if I can soften them up a little bit, you know, that'd be good too. And you know, but. At the end of the day, man, I, I genuinely care for all of, all the colleagues, all of my colleagues around the NFL, um, especially the ones that you know I built relationships with. This is a this is a hard business. It is a hard business. It's, it's hard on the body. It's it's uh, mentally draining as well. And I just you know I just want to let guys know that I, you know that I genuinely you know care about them. And then you just shut that off and go back to playing football. And what is Valor being
7: for Halloween? For sure. What is Valor being for Halloween? For sure. Oh, Valor
10: is going to be a baby chicken. Yeah, he's going to be a baby chicken. You know, I got my my chicken farm, Greener Pastures Chicken, and you know he's just going to be a a little cute baby chicken. I don't even use the word cute unless it's talking about my son or, like, babies and stuff. I just started using it, like, probably a year ago when he was born. But when you look at him, it's just like, oh, he's so cute, you know. I never really said that until, like, I'm, you know, 33 years old, but he's going to be a, a little, you know, cute baby chicken. <laughs> what did
2: you make of – I thought that was important, sorry. <laughs>
7: What do you think of Tim Settles
10: game Oh, yeah, Tim, Tim played incredible. You know, the crazy thing is, you know, you know, on a serious note, I'm focused on everybody's mindset coming into these games. Each and every week, whether it's the Green Bay Packers or whoever it may be, you know, I'm all, I'm all about positive talk. I'm all about um, positive self-talk and, and really speaking things into existence. Not just saying things, but actually having a wholehearted belief in the things that we say. And we watch the things that we say in and out the locker room. You know, I'm so sensitive to to negativity, and you know, guys say we we're not we can't do this. I'm quick to cut that off right there. And you know, back to Tim. You know, we came in on Wednesday. He was like, "Man, I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna get a sack. I'm gonna pop it off this week." He said, "I'm gonna be the one to, to get a sack." And then the crazy thing about it, Shaq Lawson said that two weeks ago versus the Chiefs. So oh yeah, just because you say things that you say we're gonna blow guys out, you know, um, it doesn't always happen. But it feels good when you can point out the positive things that people say early in the week, and it actually happens, because those are the things that's going to take us, you know, deep into the playoffs, and those are the things that eventually, you know, help us win a championship. Positive self-talk and the way you talk, uh, the way you talk about your game, and the way you talk to your teammates about the way they play. And you know, Tim has said at the beginning of the week, said it's time for me to turn up. He had a great week on Wednesday. He had a, he had a great practice on Wednesday. He had a great practice on Thursday and he was like it's time for me to it's time for me to turn up it's time for me to make plays it's time for me to get a sack and not only did he not only did he get the first sack of the game but he caused the uh, interception too and he had a great game today and you know it's just it's just great it's a great feeling you know i feel like a proud brother you know whenever you see you know your guys really accept the you know the mindset and the teachings that you tell them and they make it their own so Von, how
9: does that play in when you're talking about composure when maybe some of the trash
10: talks get into a level where it can turn negative, who do trash talks i, I don't of ball, you yeah, you do know you know, I, you know sometimes, you sometimes you know sometimes you can only control what you can control and um That's I'm asking. Yeah. so i you know i 'm not out there, but i you know I do my best to you know I can only control what I can control, and those guys know too we we already had so many talks about positive self talk and you know it, it sometimes it just takes you know things to happen and know like you know i can't i can 't do that and I bet i'd rather you know, learn these lessons now then, you know, deep into the playoffs or, you know, and crucial games at the end of the season.
8: What do you think of them celebrating uh, down 17 points Their defense?
10: Who celebrated? The Packers. They did when they got an interception? Run into the end zone. That's that. what you do when you get an interception. Like, it doesn't matter. No, if, a crusty old you
11: don't No, you, don't you know, in, in today's, game, <laughs> you know,
10: today's game, that's just what you do. Whenever you get a turnover, like, you run to the end zone and you take pictures and you pose and, you know, you celebrate. It's so hard to get turnovers as well. It doesn't matter what the score is. As a matter of fact, when when Matt Milano scored his, when he got his interception, I tried to run to the end zone, but well, then I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna curve it off, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna save my, I'm gonna save my energy for when it's time. So, you know, this it is a hard, it is a hard, very hard league. It's a very hard sport, and whenever you have success, you know that's what you do. You turn it with your guys, and you never know that could be the catalyst to change the, the game around. So. You know, whenever guys are making plays, like I'm okay with that. It just it just lets us know that we have to go make plays as well. And that's exactly you know what we did. They had their interception and we followed up with a, another interception as well.
3: Milano
7: was so Last close month. to
3: two picks. Uh what did you think of his
9: game tonight and how excited were you for him when he finally got his?
10: Man, that is the real five eight. You know, he, he is the real deal. Um you know, I, I knew a guy in Denver that wore the same number five eight. But this five eight here, the Buffalo Bills, is is the real deal, man. And I'm I'm so uh it's it's an honor and a privilege to be in a locker room with a guy. I see the way he works each and every day. Um he's a cool guy. Um, you know, I, I love hanging around him. And you know, it's it's all you know, it just it just means more when whenever the good guys have success. And you know, Matt Matt Milano is, is one of the good guys, man, and it's an honor and a privilege to be his teammate. It's an honor and a privilege to be all these guys' teammates from, you know, Tremaine and Matt Milano and you know, Tyrell Dawson and all these guys, everybody puts their best foot forward, man. And, you know, whenever you get guys that have success like that, it, it feels good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all.
3: All right. That is Bill's defensive end, outside linebacker, edge rusher, whatever you technically want to call him. Von Miller after the game. What, man, what, what an interesting interview Von Miller is at all times, always. Um, just a, a beacon of positivity. Uh, you know, he's got some humor. He's got some, uh, he keeps things light. And he always dresses, you know, a plus whenever he's on those post game uh, press conferences. But uh, yeah, I, I, and I, I, you could definitely hear in his voice. Uh, I mean, listen, the the trash talking that was going on in this game between the corners, the defensive backs. Um, and these wide receivers for the bills uh, I mean it was it was on display early before the game, during the game, and uh, of course after the game as well and well, we'll again, we will hear from Stefan Diggs, who had plenty to say, but it looks like he wasn 't the the only one with plenty to say. Uh, Matt Perino posted a video from the Green Bay Packers locker room of Jair, Jair Alexander saying, "Hold on let me let me, let me let me make sure I pull the the proper quote out quote, I told him he couldn 't mess with me, and he a little boy." I don't know. I don't it's, it's probably not advisable to trash talk Stefan Diggs before a game. Maybe like wait till afterwards or after you do something, but listen, at at the end of the day, again, important to note, both of these corners, Rashuel Douglas and Jair Alexander, two uh, it's premier defensive backs, two premier corners in the league. Um and Alexander is is right up there with top 10, top 5 guys in all of football and uh that was certainly on display tonight. No doubt about it. Um, Let's go to the phones. Let's grab another phone call before we uh, before we go to uh, head coach Sean McDermott. He should be joining us here. Anyone? Let's go to Josh. Josh, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Josh.
1: Yeah, how are you, buddy? Uh, Thank you very much for taking the call. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. As well, Um, down here in South Texas, you know, uh, Bills Bills game is kind of hard to come by. However, uh, I will say that was able to watch the game tonight, and the fact that our defense, even though we did give up what seemed to be quite a bit in the run game, was able to stick together, was able to do things they had to do, keep us in the game, and actually kind of have somewhat of a dominant performance.
3: The, the overall goal Hey, here, hey Josh, I've got I to pause you on one second. I'll come back to you. We are headed to head coach
11: Sean McDermott. They're in sure. uh, great environment for, for football here in Western New York on a Sunday night. So fun to watch all the fans in the, in the parking lot, tailgate uh, pretty much all day long, it seemed like. Um, and have some fun, so uh, good to get a win, a lot to work on um, and uh, we 'll go from there, so we 'll open up to your questions. Did you notice a little extra chippiness t- tonight um, i don 't know if it was kind of out of the norm, really, but um, you know obviously they had some, we had some things going on out there. I thought there were times we could have been more disciplined and should have been more disciplined. Um, and uh, obviously they had that one incident on the on our sideline there with uh, losing their player there to uh, due to that incident. So I was proud of the way our guys held their composure on the sideline on that. Um, so,
7: Josh makes so many plays for you guys. He came in here talking about the mistakes he made late. I know he's always on himself when he does that. But is that at any point, time, circumstance, score you ever feel a need to have conversations with him about the decisions you make during those
11: times um i mean he knows he knows he's old enough now to know um and uh he doesn't need me telling him now if that were the case i would tell him and he knows that but um he, he he's very aware of of uh how we should have played in those situations and uh I mean, look, I, we all have things to work on, right? He's going to work on that. I'm going to work on putting our players in a better position. I didn't do a good enough job of that. We didn't do a good enough job um, putting, putting the game away uh, the right way, and that falls on me. That's my responsibility. And so um, there's a lot of things I could have done better too. Sean, about when
8: you're running game at all, I'm sorry. you can turn about your running game.
11: Offensively, defensively. defensively. Yes, uh, they did a good job. Yep, they did a good job. They did a good job, and, and we got to do a better job. I got to put the players in a better position. Sean,
2: this year, um, really, you really these last few games. What have you seen from Matt Milano that is
11: you? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he hasn't changed. I mean, he's he's been doing this for for years now. I mean, he plays extremely intense. He's fly, he flies around, does a great job being on the same page with with Tremaine and and uh, in the back. The back seven, there all together. Um, he, he makes plays on the ball. Um, you know, he's a, he's a really, really good player. Have
2: you seen an uptick in his game at all this
11: year? I mean, he's playing good ball. I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've watched him now for a couple of years doing what you guys are now writing about. So, um, you know, I just think he's, he just continues to improve every week. And, and I love that. I love that about him. He's, he's passionate about the way he practices, and, and then that carries over to the game.
7: Coach,
9: can you just comment on how it seemed like your run game on offense kind of kicked you guys into gear there? Get the first three and out, but then six straight run plays of Josh scramble, and then you know, during the end zone, like how it kicked you guys into gear. It yeah, like good it? to
11: see. I mean, we were two dimensional in those situations, and uh, I thought the offensive line really did a good job uh, tonight. And, and I think Motor was the one carrying the ball, maybe James as well, a couple times there on the plays you're referencing, Chris. And um, and then I thought the four minute. You know our four-minute offense towards the end of the game. There, we were we were moving the ball. We were we were creating some holes, and the backs were hitting it. And and then we got the penalty. And uh, we can't do that. So we got to be we got to be better there, more disciplined.
2: What's it been like to watch James Cook survive some early struggles and come out
8: tonight with a with a big game?
11: Yeah, he played well um, from what I could see. And uh, now there's other things than just carrying the ball that come into play when you're talking about a running back in terms of protection. Uh, in detail, um, but, but um, from where I stood, he, he looked like he had, a, he had a good way about him, he was, he was playing fast, he made a play in the, in the past game or two, which is good to see. One of those was a loose play uh, where Josh extended the play and, and, uh, and he found, found open space there, so it was a big play for us. How about your offensive line?
8: You said a few weeks ago you weren't quite where you wanted to be. How, how do you assess that
2: unit at this point in the season?
11: Well, I don't think our whole football team right now, myself included, is where, is where we want to be. Um, we did some things tonight that were uncharacteristic of, of how we do things. And, uh, um, you know, so we've got a, we've got a week to, to get those things worked out here. And I mean, it's hard to win, and it's good to win whenever you do win. And so I don't want to overlook that. Um, but there was a lot of things in tonight's game that, um, that need work.
2: Vaughn said that he was actually surprised by how much the Packers ran the ball down by seventeen. Were you surprised to see just how much they were using their running game in those situations? Um
11: I mean I don't that's not that's not a reason the run game that they had the run game cooking before that, so uh and then when they did down seventeen, um a little bit, but with Aaron Rodgers too. Um he, just, he has an uncanny way to bring his team back in a, in a hurry. So um, they probably feel comfortable in that situation doing that, knowing who they have at quarterback and, and how well he operates and how quickly he can score. So I, I, was, I was maybe a little bit surprised, but not um, it, it wasn't out of the question that they would run the ball in those situations. Sean, I had a chance to talk to Jordan
9: in the locker room. You can tell he's frustrated with, with the injury and everything. How concerned are you?
11: Yeah, I'm concerned. Anytime a guy gets hurt and um, you know Jordan's uh, been one of our one of our better players for a number of years here, so uh, we'll just see. We'll see how see how it goes, see how it turns out here.
9: Uh, Staff
4: comes out here today, has another big game. Um, obviously back and forth with Jair
11: before the game, during the game. Is that something that you notice from him kind of gets him amped up when he gets kind of going like that trip a little bit? He's competitive, you know, and and usually he'll see I mean, is a great player, too, and uh, I think there's there's respect between the two of them for, for each other's game, um, but that happens from time to time, and I know it gets it gets Steph going, and, and uh, he's a competitive player, competitive person, and um, I love watching him.
7: Sean, what did you make of Tim Settle's
5: game tonight, and for him to have some big plays after he said it was a slower start to the season than he would have liked, so... What was it like to see
11: that? Well, I know he, he had a sack tonight, I believe, and he, and he tipped the pass that got intercepted, right? Um, so those are two big time factor plays, we call them. Obviously, the sack and then um, the tip pass, getting your hands up on a ball that came out low or came out quick. And, and then Matt, I think Matt made the interception. And, and so those are big. Sometimes you can't affect the quarterback, but you can't get to the quarterback. But in order to affect him, you've got to get your hands up if the ball is coming out quick like it did. And, uh, and that's a big play. You know, that's a huge play for us.
8: Your run defense has been great all year, pretty much. Uh, it was a point last year; it became an issue. Do you really feel you need to nip this thing in the bud, whatever's going on today?
11: Well, we gotta, we, we've got to make some adjustments. That's for sure. I um, mean, and it's not just that. It's that plus about uh, a list of other things from tonight's game. That, um, and again, it starts with me putting the players in a better position offensively, defensively, on special teams because uh, we didn't play our best game tonight, and that was that was the goal: was to play our, to play a a better game than we played last week, and uh, and we didn't get that done. So back to the drawing board.
8: Sounds like a team with the highest standard. I mean, you're a Super Bowl favorite. It seems like you know that's that's the standard. It's high. Right?
11: It is high. Yeah, it is. That's what we expect from from ourselves, and it's a standard. It's a daily standard. And and uh, you know, there's a lot of areas where we didn't we didn't meet that expectation for ourselves tonight. All right. Thanks, thanks. All right, that is Bill's
3: head coach Sean McDermott. Uh, we're gonna go back to caller Josh, who we kind of had a uh, split there on there for a second. Sorry about that, Josh. Uh, go ahead, give give us what you had for uh, for the game here tonight.
1: Thank you very much. Um, so just let's keep it short. Uh, going through, listen to Sean McDermott. First off, I'm grateful that we have the coach that we have. He is phenomenal. He has turned this franchise around. You know, it's it's great. I've been Bills fan 32 years. Seen the worst of the worst. What I really do care about is just Josh Allen being who he is and never stopping and never giving up. He is constantly putting himself in the forefront of everything just for the good of the team. And as it goes forward, I mean, it kind of pays itself forward as well. There is nothing that Josh Allen will not do just to make sure that this team this community the city everything that we have makes us better and i i'm gonna go on record and say i i honestly believe that uh, i love jim kelly death i think that uh, this we we are looking at the the best quarterback that buffalo has ever seen so mm-hmm. thank
5: you
3: yeah thanks thank for you. the call josh i appreciate it man um yeah, I mean, your your I think your your commentary spot on. You know, he's he's a guy that that really every season, every off season takes the time to work on something to make himself better, and it just shows. I mean, every year he just seems to take step after step after step. And um, tonight, I, and I think you'll hear well on the other side. We'll hear from Josh Allen. Um, I mean, he's ticked off about this performance. You could hear it. It was short. He had short answers. Uh, he was not happy about his performance and some of the mistakes he made in this game. And uh, So, yeah, we'll hear from Josh Allen. That's on the other side here on the Buffalo Bills post-game show. This is Buffalo Bills football.
2: Josh takes a snap, going to throw, goes to the end zone, and this one is caught, caught for a touchdown. Let's see. It is
12: Stefan Diggs. It is a Buffalo touchdown. That makes it four straight wins for the Buffalo Bills on a Sunday night as they move to 6-1 and one on the season after their 27-17 win over the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football at Highmark Stadium. It was a bit of an off game for the Bills passing offense. Josh Allen hot and cold in this one. A great first half, a sluggish second half. Only 13 of 25, 218 yards in this game with two touchdowns. He also did have two interceptions, both of those picks, coming in the second half. Devin Singletary, an efficient game on the ground with 67 yards on 14 carries, while James Cook added 76 total yards on six touches as well. Stephon Diggs, another big game from him, 108 yards and a touchdown on six receptions. Dawson Knox added a touchdown. That opened the scoring in this game. The Bills' defense did get gashed a bit in the run game as Aaron Jones rumbled for 143 yards on 20 carries, but they stymied the Packers' passing attack for most of the evening. Aaron Rodgers, 19 of 30 for 203 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Rodgers only averaged 6.8 yards per attempt in this game. Injury news for the Bills. Safety Jordan Poyer left the game in the second half due to an elbow injury. He did not return to the contest. What's next for the Bills? It's back to the 1 p.m. slate for a bit, starting next week on the road on Sunday against the 5-3 New York Jets. You'll be able to hear that game right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. As for the Jets, they fell to the Patriots 22-17 today in an AFC East battle. The Jets do remain in second place in the division following the loss. Staying in the AFC East, the Dolphins getting back on the win column themselves, they tamed the Lions 31-27. Elsewhere in the NFL, the Eagles stay unbeaten with a 35-13 win over Pittsburgh. The Seahawks stay atop the NFC West with a 27-13 win over the New York Giants. Atlanta holds on to first place in the NFC South thanks to an overtime win against the Panthers. Former Panther Christian McCaffrey with his new team had a passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown in San Francisco's 31-14 win. Over the Los Angeles Rams. This update brought to you by Independent Health. Well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
2: There's the snap a little high. Gathers it in. Another run. Motor Singletary. Good yardage. Gets through the line of scrimmage. Inside the 30. Inside the 25. And finally hauled down. Deep in Green Bay territory. At the 16-yard line. A 31-yard run.
3: Welcome back to the Buffalo Bills post game show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. That was your difference maker of the game, Devin Singletary, and it's brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than a thousand Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at Redshirt Treatment com. We're gonna hear from Josh Allen here in a couple minutes. Uh, before we do that, let's head back to the phones and uh, and get some more phone calls in here. Let's go to Big L, who's been waiting on hold. Big L, welcome. You're on the Buffalo Bills post game show.
6: Hey, is this uh, Nate Geary on there? This is he. Oh, Nate. Hey, it's Alex. Um, I, I gotta come clean about something. Uh, something happened when I was eight years old. I had called WGR and they asked me a question about baseball. And they said, hey, um, how can, what can happen where no fielder touches the ball, but you can get three outs? So I was like a chubby kid growing up in Hamburg, and I had actually hit a home run, and I jogged the bases because there was no uh, fence, and the kid on second base didn't touch home plate. So they called the kid who was on first out and me out. And then when that question actually came up on WGR um, – at eight years old i was like oh my god i have the answer because it actually happened to me so i had called in and i said hey like someone gonna hit a home run and then the guy in third base wouldn't touch home plate and then like the guy in second first and the-
3: hey big I can not i i i can't i can't give you the the post game show to to tell a baseball story unfortunately it's just you know bill bill's game happened unfortunately i i i apologize appreciate you calling in um but yeah, I, I I don't know, I don't know to what to do with that so much. So, um, yes, yeah, so again, we are going to hear from uh, Josh Allen here in just a few moments, and we've got Stefan Diggs as well. He spoke with the media. The boy did he speak with the media after the game? Um, yeah, and so you know, and listen, you know, look looking through the rest of the statistics from this game and kind of players that stood out to me. I, I got to tell you, I I don't know what the obsession is with some Bills fans about. Tremaine Edmonds, I—it's I, one of the most mind-boggling things about Twitter. I mean, you know, whatever it's Twitter. But I, I, I do—I don't, don't really understand the obsession of trying to disqualify everything and anything Tremaine Edmonds does. To say that, like, like, and it's not just—I don't like Tremaine Edmonds. It's that he's the worst player at his position in the league, and that he's a liability, and like all oh, this played one heck of a game. You know, I think you're going to go back. Like, I'm going to watch the All-22 on Tuesday when it comes out. You know what I'm going to see? Sean McDermott said it after the game. He's going to see his defensive line gave up some big gaps, did not hold their gap integrity. Matt Milano mentioned he made a couple mistakes in this game. Did, did, did Tremaine Evans play a perfect game? No, I don't believe he did. Uh, but I would tell you that he played one of the best games of his of of the season this year, and he's having an unbelievable season. He is one of the most unique players at his position in the league at six foot five two hundred and forty pounds. He gets sideline to sideline as good or better than anybody in the league. He is, made a great pass deflection that almost turned into uh, an interception by Matt Milano in that first half up the middle of the field. He patrols the center of the field. He, there are more plays that don't happen or more throws that don't get attempted over the middle of the field in the deep half because of his presence that he doesn't ever get credit for. It doesn't show up in the stat sheet because the plays aren't made because he's there. So I, I'm, I'm not going to turn the rest of the postgame show into, you know, me trying to be upset about, um, you know, Tremaine Edmonds not getting enough love. But, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand – the obsession of just d- trying to discredit everything he does all the time. you know, I'm, And I'm, it makes me want to feel like I'm overcompensating a little bit because I don't want to tell you that he played a flawless football game, but he maybe don't pick this game where he is 16 tackles. I mean, my God, he's got six more tackles than the next guy on his team. He was all over the field tonight. I thought he played a great, great football game. Um, maybe his best this season. In a season that he's having the best season of his career, he's having like a career year in a contract year. I, I don't know what to tell you if if you've got other thoughts than, than that. I just he's been as good. Him and Milano right now, they're the best linebacker duo in football. It's not particularly close. It's just it feels like a really weird battle to pick, to be quite frank. Just a weird battle. It's a weird hill to die on. I mean, there's just no doubt about it to me. Um we're gonna go to locker room. We're gonna hear from Josh Allen before we do that. Gotta remind you that all of these locker room uh All of our locker room sound is brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. So here is QB1, Josh Allen, after the game.
9: A win is a win. I mean, it certainly wasn't your best performance overall team-wise, but a win is a
13: win. Yeah, they all count the same. Um, Obviously, that second half, wish we had a few things back. Um, Got a little out of groove and just did some uncharacteristic things. You know, can't make those decisions. Can't put our team in a situation where, you know, the only way that team gets back in it is by turning the ball over. And uh, two stupid ones that... Really had no business throwing. Um, second one was just really trying to dirt it and just didn't didn't dirt it. So um, those happen. We'll learn from it. You know, coming off a of bye. At the end of the day, we're six and one. Uh, I know we got a, a team that's playing really well next week in New York. So uh, learn from this one, put it behind us, and, and look forward towards next week. Are you concerned at
9: all? I okay, you're six and one, so I don't too so much to be concerned with. But the inability maybe to make it close out a game running. I mean, you passed it like you said. You had to make some plays. You thought passing. And you guys haven't had that ability
13: to really close the game out by gouging oh, I, I team. I don't really have a concern with that. I have a concern with making stupid decisions and um, not closing out the game that way either. So um, things that we can do, things that I can do differently, obviously that changes the, the feeling and the outcome of that game. And obviously I have a, a crappy taste in my mouth right now. And I know we won. And I'm, I'm happy that we won. Our defense played really well. Special teams played really well. Uh, I thought we ran the ball really. There's a lot of positives. It's never as never as bad, never as great as you think it is. Um, but a lot to learn from, a lot to, uh, to to get better at. And again, that's that's what we practice for. That's what we played this game for. And uh, we'll learn from it and grow from it. You felt like like the run
8: game did was going, start and helped like, loosen them up for the pass. What you think? Yeah,
13: absolutely. Again, um, I thought Devin had some some unbelievable cuts. I think our our front five and our tight ends did a great job of communicating and blocking who we needed to block. Um, I think James. Had a little spark there for us too, um, so yeah, you know, a lot. Like I said, there's a lot to be happy happy for for this one. Um, and, you know, it's hard to win this league, especially against good teams. So we'll, uh, like I said, we'll celebrate this one, learn from it tomorrow, and put it past us. Can
8: you lose your edge a little bit when the other team kind of seems to just not want to get blown out? Um,
13: I mean, you can. We shouldn't. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough, tough situation, tough feeling to go into that and. Again, um, just some bad decisions on my part.
9: Josh, did you guys have to peel stefan off the ceiling a little bit before this one? I mean, he was like even more amped than he usually is.
13: <laughs> no, I mean that's that's Steph, and um, he shows up and shows out every single game. And um, you know, we're we're lucky to have him. But the type of leader uh, that he is, the energy that he brings to our sideline, it's second to none. So, obviously, there's there's times where we don't need it. Um, but, again, I think it's it's always a, a positive when, you know, you have to tell guys to, to calm down instead of to hype up.
8: Could you take us to the first two touchdowns, Dawson and then the uh, Diggs one
11: up the seven? Yeah,
13: Dawson was a just a naked, um, you know, there's a defensive end there, just tried to uh, beat him to the edge. Um, and two guys kind of peeled off Dawson and just kind of left him there. So it was a little flick. Then that second one, a little out go, uh, just trusting Steph on the route. And he made a, you know, a heck of a catch there. And, um, you yeah, know, it was a – those are those are fun ones, um, especially Steph, you know, he he's doing a great job right now with his route running, and uh, it's hard to kind of judge what he's doing out there uh, defensively, um, so yeah, it's Stephon Diggs. Were you aware of some past
9: history with Steph and Alexander? I mean, they started creaking, is there something that he told you that there's something there?
13: Nothing that I know of, um, you know, guys like to talk, it's part of some guys' game, um, it is what it is, and Uh, it's fine you know that's that's
3: football all right QB1 Josh Allen there following today's this evening's like yesterday's I mean at this point 27 to 17 victory over the Green Bay Packers they moved to six and one on the season atop of the AFC once again timeout other side we'll hear from Stefan Diggs everyone talking about the chattering between he and Jair Alexander we'll get his thoughts on that that's coming up next this is Buffalo Bills football
12: the Buffalo Bills take their fourth win in a row and move to 6-1 and one on the season. Tops in the AFC with a 27-17 win over the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. It was a bit of an off game by the Bills' passing offense. Josh Allen was hot and cold in this one. Great first half, a sluggish second half only 13 of 25 for 218 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, both of those picks, coming in the second half and seemed to leave a sour taste in Allen's mouth despite the win. I
13: don't really have a concern with that. I have a concern with making stupid decisions and um, not closing out the game that way either. So things that we can do, things that I can do differently, obviously that changes the feeling and the outcome of that game. And obviously I I have a, a crappy taste in my mouth right now, and I know we won. And I'm, I'm happy that we won. Our defense played really well. Special teams played really well. I thought we ran the ball really There's a lot of positives. It's never as, never as bad, never as great as you think it is, but a lot to learn from, a lot to, uh, to, to get better at. And, again, that's that's what we practice for. That's what we played this game for, and uh, we'll learn from it and grow from it.
12: Devin Singletary had a solid game on the ground with an efficient 67 yards on 14 carries, while James Cook added 76 total yards on the ground with six touches. Stephon Diggs, another monster game. 108 yards, six catches, and a touchdown in this one. Dawson Knox added a touchdown to open the scoring. The Bills' defense did get gashed a bit in the run game as Aaron Jones rumbled for 143 yards on 20 carries, but they stymied the Packers' passing attack for most of the evening. Aaron Rodgers, 19 of 30 for 203 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Rodgers only averaged 6.8 yards per attempt in this game. Injury news for the Bills. Safety Jordan Poyer left the game in the second half due to an elbow injury. He did not return to the contest. What's next for the Bills? It's back to the 1 p.m. slate for a bit, starting next week on the road on Sunday against the 5-3 New York Jets. You'll be able to hear that game right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. As for the Jets, they fell to the Patriots 22-17 today in an AFC East battle. The Jets do remain in second place in the division following the loss. Staying in the AFC East, the Dolphins getting back on The win column themselves, they tame the Lions 31-27. Elsewhere in the NFL, the Eagles stay unbeaten with a 35-13 win over Pittsburgh. The Seahawks stay atop the NFC West with a 27-13 win over the New York Giants. Atlanta holds on to first place in the NFC South thanks to an overtime win against the Panthers. Former Panther Christian McCaffrey with his new team had a passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown in San Francisco's 31-14 win over the los angeles rams scores around the league delivered by ups stores of western new york every ink for small business all in one place i'm derek kramer for the buffalo bills radio network
2: josh takes a snap gonna throw goes to the end zone and this one is caught caught for a touchdown let's see it is stefan diggs it is a buffalo touchdown
3: All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills Post Game Show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Nate Geary here with you, and it's time to get an eye on the quarterback. Eye on the quarterback is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Again, Josh Allen in this game, he finishes 13-25, 218 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, an 83.6 QBR in this game, and a 75.1 quarterback. Rating again, not the cleanest of second halves for Josh Allen, one of his worst second halves of the year. But for the most part, it did not matter because the Bills' offense got themselves out to such a nice early lead, 24 to seven, at one point in that first half. And um, you know, I, I thought the Green Bay Packers did a nice job of battling and chipping away at it a little bit, outscoring the Bills 10 to three in the second half. Uh Just not enough to 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 beat this team, and they beat this Buffalo Bills football team. That's I think really still. Finding itself in, in, in a couple of different ways, the run game, how they want to be, um, how they want to win football games. When Josh Allen plays his C game, you can still win by 10 points, and I think that was a uh, a good revelation for this Bills team uh, as well. Let's go back to the phones to get connected with our fans. Let's go to Alex, who's been waiting patiently. Alex, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Alex.
5: Thanks, Dave. Really appreciate it. Love everything you do. Thanks, man. just want to ask you real quick with Jordan's injury tonight, what do we think about Jaquan and Demar
1: obviously being our our starters here going forward? do you think we make a move
3: before uh, you know the deadline or what are your thoughts thanks again. yeah thanks for the call Alex i I like Demar Hammond a lot this is and, and this is not a roundabout way of saying I don't like Jaquan Johnson Jaquan Johnson's one of their best special teams players. I feel fine with Jaquan if he's got to play the other safety position. Damar Hamlin's a starting safety in the NFL. Um he's probably the future at this position. I, I don't know quite exactly how I feel if if Jaquan is you know if for whatever reason Jordan Poyer misses extended time, even if it's maybe less about Jaquan Johnson being in the starting role and more if a, if an injury happened to one of those two guys, Damar Hamlin or um, or uh, uh, Jaquan Johnson, because then you'd be relying on a fifth string player and someone that you didn't start the season with, likely on your roster. So I think for me, I'm zeroing in on you know who is potentially available at, at the veter- as a veteran across the league. Um, you know I I know there's some names out there. I, Kareem Jackson had been the name that I was maybe most interested about before today's games, but with Denver winning. It, it might be possible that they're not looking to unload or potentially sell off any pieces. That would be the guy I'd maybe most look at uh, from Denver. He's a veteran. He's older. I mean, he's he's in his mid-30s, but I think he's a guy you could plug and play here in Buffalo. The other guy, I I, I would be interested to know what this costs. I'd be interested to kind of know what Eddie Jackson costs in, in, in Chicago. Six-year veteran. He's going to be a free agent next year, so this is more of a rental than anything else. But he's one of the he's been one of the best elite safeties in football for for some time now. I would be given a call to Chicago to see what Eddie Jackson would cost, and you know, God, this is not me saying I'd rather have Eddie. Ja- I mean, well, I mean, Eddie Jackson's elite level safety. He would take Demar Hamlin's starting spot and move Demar Hamlin back into a, a depth role. But I'm okay with that. But I, I still, while saying that, I'd like that move. I still I still believe Demar Hamlin's the safety of the future for this franchise. So, um, both are true in this instance. Thanks for the call out. Let's go to Dan. Dan, you're on the post game show. Welcome, Dan.
0: Yes, um, I just I just want to talk about the uh the struggles with the uh Green Bay uh with Green Bay's running game. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh from what I could tell, it looked like the a lot of times, you know, the bills were in the right places. I mean, they were they were there seemingly to make a tackle, but they were almost like playing back on their heels. They weren't like aggressively trying to make tackles. It looked like they were like waiting on somebody. If you go back and watch the film, which I plan on doing it, I mean, to me, it's just a lack of, it's like they were afraid of injuries or they were hoping somebody else would make the tackle. And I think, Bo- uh, Hoyer, before he got injured he missed he missed some tackles you know i mean from what i could tell he missed three key tackles in that game that that uh, that went for for long runs and i don't know if he was injured before he actually went out or what the deal was with that but uh and then i guess there's Edmonds, and that's always the <laughs> that's always the uh the sticking point with a lot of Bills yeah. fans i know and from what i could tell he's one of those guys he's like jack lambert i used to watch uh, football way back in the day and lambert was always one of those guys that everybody always used to kind of hype but but then somebody pointed out to me lambert's just one of those guys that's always in the picture and you know he's good for the tv because he's always right around where the action was and he always got a lot of credit but if, if if you if you watched his career a lot, a lot of times he had help and he wasn't very aggressive in his tackling. He was always kind of like the second or third guy there, but he always seemed to get along yeah. and I think that Edmonds is kind of one of those players, yes, he's there, and he but he's not that aggressive in the way he for as big of a guy as he is uh the, the ball carrier. That's just my opinion.
3: Yeah. Thanks for the call, Dan. I I, I I do find it funny the difference of opinion that like NFL coaches and people in the NFL and and what they think of Tremaine Edmonds and what Bills fans, even other fans and other fan bases. I I, I don't there's there's I don't know i i I lack the ability to find the connection of of why Bill's fans are always so quick to scapegoat him and really just never give him any credit for anything that he does i, I it's one of the most confusing things um that i could that I could think of 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 just a player that I, it's it's confusing to me and you know and just a one more thing on your call um I think that the bills really expected and borderland wanted. The Packers to drop back and throw. Vaughn even kind of said it in his post-game press conference. Like, yo, like, why aren't you guys throwing? I think that's why they kept two high safeties. They didn't bring that safety in the box. They invited the run tonight. They invited them to run, and Green Bay took them up on it. And ultimately, it stopped them. It, they ran the clock out of themselves. Did they give up some plays? Absolutely. Some chunk plays? Yeah. I mean, they averaged 6.7 yards per carry tonight. Not a great number for this Bills defense. It reminded me a little bit of what the Chiefs did to the Bills two years ago. Three years ago. Was it three years ago? Where they said, okay, well, go ahead, run it. I mean, they effectively took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands tonight. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not really overreacting. I think that they weren't super disciplined in their run lanes. I think they missed a couple of tackles tonight. And I think they also faced a unique duo at the running back position. That's one of the best duos in the league. They're damn good. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Jones is... A top top running back in this league and, and AJ Dillon does a lot of good things as well. I think a little bit of that's in there as well, but yeah, I don't I don't even really know where to go with this Tremaine Edmunds conversation. It's exhausting to me. Um but I digress. We're going to take a time out. Uh on the other side, we will uh hear from Stefan Diggs and we'll uh, get more of your phone calls as well. 803-0551-888-552-550. More on the Buffalo Bills post-game show coming up next. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. The Buffalo Bills
12: take their fourth win in a row and move to
3: 6-1 and one on the
12: season. Tops in the AFC with a 27-17 win over the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. It was a bit of an off game by the Bills' passing offense. Josh Allen was hot and cold in this one. Great first half, a sluggish second half. Only 13 of 25 for 218 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, both of those picks. Coming in the second half and seemed to leave a sour taste in Allen's mouth despite the win.
13: I don't really have a concern with that. I have a concern with making stupid decisions and um, not closing out the game that way either. So things that we can do, things that I can do differently, obviously that changes the feeling and the outcome of that game. And obviously I... Have a, a crappy taste in my mouth right now, and I know we won. And I'm, I'm happy that we won. Our defense played really well. Special teams played really well. I thought we ran the ball really. There's a lot of positives. It's never as never as bad, never as great as you think it is. But a lot to learn from. A lot to uh, to to get better at. And again, that's that's what we practice for. That's what we played this game for. And uh, we'll learn from it and grow from it.
12: Devin Singletary had a solid game on the ground with an efficient 67 yards on 14 carries, while James Cook added 76 total yards on the ground with six touches. Stephon Diggs, another monster game, 108 yards, 6 catches, and a touchdown in this one. Dawson Knox added a touchdown to open the scoring. The Bills defense did get gashed a bit in the run game as Aaron Jones rumbled for 143 yards on 20 carries, but they stymied the Packers' passing attack for most of the evening. Aaron Rodgers, 19 of 30 for 203 yards, 2 touchdowns, and an interception. Rodgers only averaged 6.8 yards per attempt in this game. Injury news for the Bills. Safety Jordan Poyer left the game in the second half due to an elbow injury. He did not return to the contest. What's next for the Bills? It's back to the 1 p.m. slate for a bit, starting next week on the road on Sunday against the 5-3 New York Jets. You'll be able to hear that game right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. As for the Jets, they fell to the Patriots 22-17 today in an AFC East battle. The Jets do remain in second place in the division following the loss. Staying in the AFC East, the Dolphins getting back on The win column themselves, they tame the Lions 31-27. Elsewhere in the NFL, the Eagles stay unbeaten with a 35-13 win over Pittsburgh. The Seahawks stay atop the NFC West with a 27-13 win over the New York Giants. Atlanta holds on to first place in the NFC South thanks to an overtime win against the Panthers. Former Panther Christian McCaffrey with his new team had a passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown in San Francisco's 31-14 win over the Los Angeles Rams. Scores around the league delivered by UPS stores of Western New York. Every ink for small business, all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
3: All right, welcome back. Buffalo Bills post game show on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Nate Erie here. Got Zach Jones behind the board answering phone calls. Speaking of which, 803-0550, 888 550 are your numbers to call. Before we take more phone calls, we're also going to hear from Stephon Diggs. But, again, even before that, we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. WTR Buffalo, WKSE HD2, Niagara Falls, Buffalo, 98.5 FM. Always live
0: on the free Odyssey app.
3: All right, as promised, uh, I would like to get a quick update and, uh, well, get a quick update from our guy, Stefan Diggs. If you uh, watch the game tonight, he and Jair Alexander shared some words that didn't stop in post game. So here's Stefan Diggs, and it's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers, Local 210.
9: So is there past history with you and Alexander from the NFC North case? Yeah, I
14: guess. I mean, a little bit. I haven't really thought about it, you know what I'm saying, because I, I haven't played the back. before the game. No, nah, uh, I wasn't thinking about it like that because, I mean, my opponent changes each and every week as far as, like, uh, I used to play them in the past. So it wasn't like something I anticipated him. I didn't anticipate that.
11: <laughs> I got to
14: win. I got to win. It's not a uh, – I don't deal with more victories. I don't deal with one-on-one battles because this is not a one-on-one game. We're not out there playing 7-on-7, and this is not 1-on-1s. If that's the case, I'm by myself. But it's a team effort, you know what I'm saying? I got a dub. I feel like uh, at the end of the day, there are no more victories. The pack has been kind of productive
9: against that team. I mean, now it's eight, eight games in a row. Now at least a touchdown. What is it about playing them that just kind of brings out the
14: best? The uh, I just, you know what I'm saying, give more credit to my OCs, putting me in the right position to score, letting me just play ball. Uh, you know, I've been in the past, in the past, uh, you know, we used to play them twice a year, too, so I guess I got one up that way. But I um, was a good team. They're a good team. They, You know they were going to give us their best shot, especially on Sunday Night Football. Um, and, you know, it, it got into a little bit of a back and forth, especially with this game. Wow, well, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? That's just how football goes sometimes. but. Uh, you know, that's this how it is. Was there more was yeah. there more talking in this game than usual? It certainly it's the most talking them. it's ever been with another team, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know why. It's, you know, we don't really do too much talking. You've seen us week in and week out. We just go in and try to get the job done, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, it happens this way sometimes. I don't care, no matter how, how a game uh, approaches, you know what I'm saying? I'm a leader in this football team. I'm to continue to be a leader, and I'm a lead by example. And, uh, I don't get pushed around by nobody.
7: Is that something you got to learn from in terms of, not you specifically, but that could get you out of your game? Yeah. There were a few moments like that in the second half that was a little sloppy for you guys?
14: Yeah, I feel like uh, obviously we could have played, played a little bit better in the second half. You know, as far as that with the penalties, I feel like uh, whether it's a holding or whether it's a, you know, I fumbled earlier, it could be anything. You know what I'm saying? We could play cleaner football all around. But, uh, of course, the, the minor miscues and the chippiness, I feel like somewhat that's a part of football as well. You know, things are going to happen, but um, try not to make it so personal. I don't, I don't take things personal from people I don't have personal relationships with. But uh, when it's out there in between the lines, uh, yeah, I don't even got no picks. You're like
7: <laughs> a very
9: self-aware player, Hunter. Yeah, so when do you? I mean, as hyped as you get, because you're, you're a hyper competitive guy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's thing. true. So I got a like, ADHD too. So, <laughs> so how do you, how do you know when you're getting up? Near that line where you don't want them to step over that and hurt your team?
14: As you can, as you tell you, like, uh, even the first week, um, you know, I uh, got into a little bit of back and forth. Then it's just, this is the product of the game. When you go, when it's good on good, when it's good on good consistently, that's just how this game gets, especially. Nobody wants to lose, you know what I'm saying? Even myself. So, uh, as far as like being more emotionally aware in those situations, when I was a younger player, I mean, I remember vividly in Green Bay, I scored a touchdown late in the game and I took my helmet off and I got a flat. You know I'm saying? Probably like being a young player and being an older player, touchdowns are going to happen. Catches are going to happen. I'm a receiver, that's supposed to happen, you know I'm saying? I, I expect success now because of my work ethic, you know what I'm saying? But at this point, being emotionally aware, going against guys, you know I'm saying? Going into a little bit of a back and forth, uh, understanding in those moments they'll be aggressive, you know what I'm saying? It's, I'm just like the DB. Would
9: you call the Douglas throw down after the touchdown something different because Isaiah and Gabe had to hold you back after that. Would you call that something different than just the normal trash talk? A hundred
14: percent. It's just because, like, uh, it's the nature of the game. As my quarterback knows, my quarterback gets aggressive when stuff like that happens. So um, he came right to me the very next play. So in those, motions, like, in those, in those moments, like I said, as far as like, being emotionally aware, you'll get aggressive, you know what I'm saying? Because guys are mad because you are going back and forth. And is anybody know if you've argued with somebody, you get a little aggressive. So uh, understand that playing a game and don't lose your game, you know what I'm saying? Like,
9: arise to it occasionally. Right. So when you saw Gabe late in the game trying to do some give backs on the slide and he gets caught for it, where do you step in, you know, as the leader that you are to, 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 to see on your chest to say, hey, now it's hurting us,
14: you know, that composure line? Mm-hmm. I feel like the relationship that I have with the wideouts, uh, as you can see early in the game, they grabbed me, you know what I'm saying, because uh, it could have been on me, because uh, when it's, when it all fails, you know what I'm saying. Of course, I'm gonna be aggressive and I'm gonna set the tone, and they grab me. You know what I'm saying in a crucial moment. And I could have, I could have had a flag. So it's not so much as far as like uh, um, going after a guy, but you know what I'm saying. You, he knows to be smart. you know what I'm saying this is how this game goes when it gets a little chippy. Most
9: people on the outside would say this, this team's too good. You don't yeah, even need different. to get caught up in that yeah. stuff. You guys are good enough where you don't even need to be part of that. So, so what do you say to that?
14: Though I give you a perfect example. Um, and this is no uh, shame on anybody working in a cubicle, but uh this is a very hostile environment. Football is a very hostile environment with grown men. And in and in this grown men's sport, my job is to take food off of your plate. You know what I'm saying? So it obviously creates an hostile, real hostile environment where things are gonna take place. So from a fan perspective, of course you're gonna say, Oh, they don't need to do that, they're too good of a team. But when you battle not just the game, but each and every day throughout the week, how much time you put in, how much effort you put in, it's hard to take a little extra nudge from a guy and be like, oh well, next play, you know what I'm saying? It's just as far as like the time invested and how much effort you put in, it's natural for this game that's already an aggressive game to get a little chippy. So I just tell a guy like my young guy, play smart, you know what I'm saying? Uh, obviously it hurt us a little bit, it hurt us, but um, Gabe had made some plays throughout the game as well that helped us, you know what I'm saying? So more so you know, learning, learning, experience. It's going to be more games like that throughout this season. You know what I'm saying things are going to get chippy. So, uh, as far as like playing smart, uh, we we will do so.
3: All right, that is Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs uh, talking a lot, uh, extended there about uh, a lot of the trash talk and the chippiness from tonight's game. It was very, it was just, it was on display right from the very beginning. Him and Jair Alexander, the Green Bay Packers uh, stud. Cornerback and Rasul Douglas, who is very good in his own right, um, a lot of that going on tonight. Uh, and uh, there was Diggs talking a lot about it. Let's grab one more phone call, take a time out, and we'll get into to another one as well on the other side as we start to uh, wind down here on the postgame show. Let's go to John. John, you're on the postgame show. Welcome.
1: Hey, hey, Nate. Uh, I got to tell you, I agree with you with Tremaine Edwards Edmonds. I, I think I think in the end, Tremaine Edmonds is going to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, but. I got to tell you, tonight, the Buffalo Bills toyed with the Green Bay Packers. And uh, I was so impressed with the way they played because the Packers were ready to break out of their three-game losing streak, and the Bills handled them, and they handled them and played with them, really. Uh, So they were so impressive. The Bills uh, could have been upset tonight, but they're – the Bills are such a dominant team. They still dominated uh, in spite of uh, uh, the Packers needing to win that
3: game. They certainly did, John. Yeah, thanks for the call, of course, and play, th- thanks for calling in. Um, the, you can, it was a desperate football team. I mean, Green Bay played desperate in the second half. I thought they played a lot better in the second half than they did in the first half. They moved the ball a little bit on their first drive, ended up, uh, I think, going for it on a fourth down, didn't get it. Bills uh, went down the field, scored a touchdown, and kind of never looked back. But I, they played a much better second half. Part of the second half struggles weren't that the Bills didn't play as well as they did in the first half, although that's true. I Green Bay put up a fight. I mean, it's the NFL, and, and I know it's super cliche, and Coach McDermott and, and, and Josh Allen say it all the time, but it's hard to win in this league, and and tonight I think really probably proved that, uh, proved that best. We're going to take a timeout. Other side, uh, we'll close things off. Grab another phone call. And uh, look forward to next week as well. So we've got that all coming up next here. This is the postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, final segment here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show with me, Nate Geary. We'll take uh, our final, our last call call. And our last call here on the postgame show will be Brad. Welcome, Brad. And uh, you're on the postgame show. What do you got for us, man? You're the final caller. No pressure.
0: Oh, thank you, Nate. Thanks for <laughs> taking the call, man. No problem, man. I uh, I went up, I drove up from Pittsburgh today. It's my first game since 2001. Super pumped to be there. Sadly, I overindulged. I can't give you any, like, great analysis of the game. But I will say that I feel the Bills played, like, a C-minus, mm. C-plus game and still won by 10. You know, what an effort. And how about you and I fighting Irish demolishing uh hell yeah
3: Brad you you're you lived up to the bill Brad uh you 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 ended the show the right way I agree on the c plus c minus game still one by 10 good on you for bringing up the Irish too I I, I appreciate that man
1: thanks
0: Nate Pre- I love this show man. I listen to you guys all the time huge bills fan And it was so great to be back in the stadium. Can't wait for the new stadium, because this stadium definitely needs upgraded.
3: Indeed it does. Thanks for the call, Brad. Have a great night, my friend. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. Yeah, um, I I think that's probably the best way to point it out. A C-plus, C-minus game, and you won by 10 points. And in the NFL, there's not a lot of double-digit victories each and every week. The Bills have more of them than just about anybody else in the NFL. Um, looking back, uh, looking forward to next week, the Bills will face the New York Jets, who are coming off a bit of a difficult loss this week. Um, they lost um, earlier today, 1 o'clock kick, New York Jets. I watched part of the first half, and then I was like, why am I watching this? I'm just going to turn on red zone. This is terrible. I mean, both teams, listen, the Jets are much better. They have, they're have they good defensively. They're good at all three levels. Um, Sauce Gardner is good You know, Carl Lawson's looking like he's back to 100% as well. Um, But my God, Zach Wilson, what is – Zach Wilson might be on bench alert this upcoming week on Sunday when he faces the Bills. If if the Bills – I think it was Joe Flacco was uh, inactive, I would be willing to bet Joe Flacco is very much active this upcoming week. Now, I don't believe he's going to get benched before this game, but – Again, just three interceptions. They just they they struggled to really do anything offensively. They're missing Brees Hall badly. I want to point out their offensive line is. I mean, it's it's makeshift at best. But my God, I mean, just can't get the hands in the balls. Uh, can't get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. Elijah Moore is is gonna retire soon at this at the rate that he's going right now. Um, so yeah, uh, the uh, Jets team that's five and three, second place in the AFC East. I don't view them necessarily as a threat. But even when the Jets were very bad and the Bills were sort of ascending into a really good football team, they played good games. They, they've they always played good games. They, the last game that Josh Allen did not throw a touchdown in was against the New York Jets. So they're a team that plays that gets up for these AFC East matchups. I expect them to do the exact same next Sunday, 1 o'clock, pregame. As, as per usual, Derek will have you at 7 a.m. with Breakfast with the Bills Fantasy style. I will be um along with Jeremy White at nine a.m. and one P. M. kick. Bills, Jets, right here on WGR. Buffalo Bills football Monday tomorrow as well. So you want to stick around for that? Just a couple of hours away. I think it'll be Joe and uh, and Jeremy with uh with Howard. He was tweeting at like twelve forty five from New York City. So I got this I get the sense he will not be on tomorrow, uh, for uh for uh, Buffalo Bills football Monday. So for me, Nate Geary, for Jack Jones, we appreciate you uh listening, tune along tonight here as the Bills Moved to six and one in the year, they win 27 to 17 at home against the Green Bay Packers. Thanks for listening. This is Buffalo Bill's Football.